This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. The world doesn't need another sports show. It needs an awesome sports show. You're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. The boys are back. Let's talk sports. Good morning, everyone. I'm Mike Wilson, the Ultimate Lease fan, filling in this chair this morning for Wally, who says he's at home uh, self-isolating, but I swear, Naz, I could have swore I saw Wally Standing outside Loblaws this morning with a golf club in his hand. <laughs> Maybe he's, he's waiting for toilet tissue. I, yeah, I could have swore I saw him. And he was kind of whirling it over his head a little bit, just talking to the guy in front of them. And he didn't notice me. So, Wally, how are you this morning? I'm. Uh, thanks, Mike, for giving me my morning laugh this morning. I can assure you that, uh, no, I'm not outside Loblaws this morning. That, uh, that task was performed a few days ago. <laughs> I'm in... Uh, I'm, I'm following the edict of uh, Toronto's chief uh, public officer of health uh, announced Friday afternoon, late Friday afternoon. Anybody who's traveled outside the country in the last 14 days, uh, they recommend should self-isolate. I am fulfilling my civic responsibility and am confining myself to my home for the uh, for the next week or so. I can assure everyone I'm perfectly fine. I've got no symptoms whatsoever. And uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully, uh, and I'm doing what John Tory's doing. I'm I'm at home, and uh, and uh, hopefully we get past this crisis in the near future. But uh, those are those are things that are way beyond my wisdom. Yeah, how are you guys? We're doing good. Doing? Well, Naz, how are you this morning? Naz, very you good. Very good. Got the Buffalo Bills hat on this morning, so he's raring to go and <laughs> waiting for the NFL and... draft now. Well, the one thing I'll say to you is that uh, everybody's talking about all the toilet paper uh, shortage and the fighting over that. How about being the guy who your product is? There's rows and rows of it on the shelves. It's not selling, so I'm yeah. sure they'll be sending guys in there to take it off the shelves because when this does settle out, they'll be going. My, they, our stuff, they did like hamburger helper. You can have as much as you want. <laughs> So you're yeah. going all of a sudden, wait a minute, what are we doing here, guys? How are, how are you guys uh, responding to a world without sports on TV? I mean, it was, it's was it been been pretty tough to uh, sitting, sitting at home, uh, turning the TV on, and all, there, all, all that's on is a bunch of sports reruns. And uh, I'm getting a little bit worried by, by the end of this week, I may, be, I, may be, I may be checking out Hogan's Heroes or Beverly Hillbillies reruns. Uh, uh, I may run out of things to watch. How about you guys? Well, or that person sitting beside you may introduce yourself and say, you're, I'm Wally, you are, well, I'm your wife. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's who's been sitting beside me all those years. Yes, yes, yes. Bring, bring out the Seinfeld episodes. Uh, oh, anyways, I, I, I got a feeling there's a lot of The Bachelor in my, uh, it, the, the show on TV. It's one of my wife's uh, favorite shows. So looks like I'm going to be watching a lot of that this week uh, and uh, reruns of, 1970s hockey series or baseball series uh uh tough world we live in today and uh well well you, know. you could listen to my podcast okay come on at least hear me a little bit 
uh, Squid and the Ultimate Leafs fan, uh, punching you know into the what? hockey you, news. You, you got your plug in early this week, Mike. Oh, I, I'm good I, at I this. Can assure, I, I, you're, 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 you're smooth, my friend. Uh, <laughs> as a stuck-up bathtub. Since, since we got into that, we might as well deal with it now. I actually had it on my list for about uh, 9.50, 9.55, of course, all our listeners, Mike's got a great new podcast out. I watched it this week, sponsored by the Hockey News. Great stuff. Rick Vibe. Uh, it was entertaining stuff, Mike. I give you credit. Well done. Well, thanks very much. Thanks, Wally. And I, Rick I, Vibe's uh, goals. Goals record's going to stay. Yeah, it looks like it could, uh, depending on what happens. Which, uh, Speaking of which, we've got uh, a couple of interesting guests today. We do have joining us in a few minutes uh, the always entertaining, thoughtful, insightful, and controversial Mr. Steve Simmons from the Toronto Sun. And a little later in the show, we're going to have... Listen, we don't have enough time to introduce this guy because we'll take <laughs> up the whole show. So I'm just going to call him a senior member of the IOC, Dick Pound. So I thought what we do, boys, to be before we've got lots of stuff to talk to Steve about. And one of the things I thought we would get into, I mean, first off, a couple of things would be the cap and the effect it has on the Toronto Maple Leafs, especially with what's going on now and the dollar doing what it's doing, which isn't very good, as any traveler will know. Uh, secondly, the Austin Matthews story, talking about the, uh, maybe we can just touch on that very briefly. It came out this week, Elliot Freeman, who's always very insightful himself and comes up with some great stuff. Uh, we talked about this last year at one point when the offer sheets were going to be thrown abound, and the thought was that Matthews would be offer sheeted by Arizona to the max. And it looks like it's been confirmed this week that was the possibility of that happening. So now it looks like Math- Austin Matthews is a bit of a bargain. Well, Naz? He only has four years left on his contract after this year, right? So he could go in four years very easily. Yeah. and Look, uh, look out for that. Well, that's obvious the fear. And uh, the thing is, is that, you know, the Leafs, with this embarrassment of talents, as everybody's talk about, or wealth of talent, as you talk about, and they've kept them all. I mean, just think if they let one of these guys go. But, I mean, again, that's something we can probably get in a little deeper as, as time goes along with Steve. But uh, one of the things we'd like to touch on, maybe, while we're talking about the National Hockey we can play a little bit of pretend here, or thinking into the future and bringing our crystal balls. The situation in Ottawa, it's come to a point here now where it's almost it's it's becoming daily and it's a little bit of an embarrassment for the league i would suggest with the movement of upper management the concerns about the financial stability of the team and so on and so forth but having said all of that i mean pierre dorian's done an unbelievable job like accumulating assets building that belleville club up to be one of the premier teams in the ahl they have three first round picks in the draft this year if it does take place at some point this year and two could be possible lottery picks Wally, I'm going to go to you on this. Maybe, is this the time maybe Eugene Mellick looks oh. and says, boy, I've never had so much depth and wealth in my team. Is this the time maybe to capitalize and move it? Um, interesting, interesting question. And as as you're aware, uh, Pierre Dorian has been on our show, very, very cooperative with us. Uh, the Ottawa Senators organization has been cooperative with the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. Eugene Melnick's been a friend of the show over the years, so it's very difficult. Um, and, and you know, quite frankly, uh, you know, to a certain extent, they've they've made ourselves they've made themselves available in a way that perhaps uh, you know the people down on Bay Street have not. Uh, although uh, I, I will give credit to the to they've been made police organization. They've been professional with us, so that's not intended as a criticism towards the Leafs, more as a pat on the back towards the Ottawa Senators. Mm-hmm. Eugene um, and Pierre Dorian have 
you know, what's happened there in the last couple of weeks, it's just they hired that new uh, that new gentleman. They let him go for whatever reason. It's just, um, you know, they've had so much history in that organization with changeover at senior management for all kinds of different reasons. Um, Eugene's going to have to make a decision at some point in time, and I, I'm certainly not going to... Uh, tell Eugene what he should do. But yes, the Ottawa Senators have put some pieces in place where two, three years from now, um, I don't think there's any question that they are going to develop into a very, very strong franchise on the ice. Off the ice, they've got some, they've got some work to do. Uh, to 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 uh, create some credibility in, in there. And this is not directed toward Pierre Dorian at all. Pierre Dorian's been there for a while, and he's, in my estimation, has done a fantastic job. Uh, much criticized when Carlson left and when Stone left and some of these other guys, he had to, they wouldn't re-sign. But they've, they've got three lottery picks, as you said, Mike, the uh, Belleville Bulls, uh, Kachuk, Shabbat. They've got, they've got some cornerstones there. That franchise is seems to be pointed in the right direction from a hockey perspective. And if Eugene, if he's looking at uh, from an economic perspective, if he's looking at perhaps it's time to move on, and I don't know whether he is, uh, he's been a vocal supporter of hockey. He rescued hockey in Ottawa. Where his mindset is, I don't know. Uh, But the time may come in the next few years where the value of that franchise is maximized and some some decisions will have to be made. And, of course, the whole arena thing fell apart as well. As the team recovers, as the product gets better on the ice, as they start uh, competing, maybe even for a Stanley Cup at some point, uh, don't be surprised if that arena deal starts uh, starts making headlines again. Gary Bettman doesn't allow teams to move very often. What do you think, guys? Oh, I, I think um, in this situation, it's a business decision. It's no knock against those guys. I mean, you're, you're in a city that it's a, a lot of civil servants. All the big corporations and tech companies moved out of there into tech crash in the early 2000. They just don't have the, the they don't have that corporate sponsorship there. To And again, Winnipeg had the same problem until the Thompsons came along. And with 17 to 18 billion dollars worth of net wealth, they, they can afford to write the check. So I think the thing about it is there's people go to the rink, but they were goalposts away from going to the final a couple of years ago, and they couldn't sell the rink out. So it's a business decision only. My, my, my gut instinct, Mike, my, my gut instinct, I, you know, you know I, I, I haven't talked to Eugene about this, but my gut instinct is unless he has to sell the team, he's in it for the long haul. Uh He's, you know, he survived all kinds of medical issues over the last few yep. years. I think Eugene's a good Canadian boy. Uh, you know, you can criticize Eugene all you want, and some of the criticism may be justified. Uh, but um, he loves hockey, and I think if he gets a team that is ultra competitive. I think he will hang in because he wants to see, he wants to be able to raise that well, Stanley Cup. They are going to be competitive because their yeah. American Hockey League team is the youngest team in the AHL yeah. and one of the best. So you they know, have when, a really good you, future. I think Eugene is motivated. Uh, you know, we're all motivated by money. Let's not be, let's be, not be naive about these things. 
We're all motivated by business decisions. I, I think to a certain extent, Eugene um, wants to raise the Stanley Cup. Yep. Well, uh, I mean, who, who doesn't? And, and and who doesn't? And if I if I was in his position and I had uh, and I know nothing about Eugene's uh, uh, economic position, I'm not going to speculate on it. Okay. It would be unfair for me to do so. Um, but you can have an opinion. Come on, Wally. Uh, um, I, I think he's I think he's okay enough to see this through for for a few more years. Okay. And and uh, if this team becomes competitive, like I think it will, uh, he will be motivated uh, by by the Stanley Cup. I I think there's you know you get to a certain age in your life, uh, you've made money, you've lost money, um, you know you've got family. But uh, a good Canadian boy, um, you know, the, the, the prospect of being an owner at a time when your team wins the Stanley Cup, um, man, that's something you want to take with you. Okay, so like, on, well, on that note, okay, we'll leave it at that. And what we'd like to do is let's take a short break here and come back with uh, Mr. Steve Simmons and get his thought on some of these subjects. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville decided to stonebake our pizzas the traditional way. That was over 50 years ago. Since then, the big pizza conglomerate started cooking their pizzas on conveyor belts, like you see at the airport. Now you can choose authentic Italian stone-baked pizza or pizza you could mistake for luggage. Pizzaville stone-baked pizza. Fiercely Canadian. Authentically Italian. Are you real ready? If you're a real estate agent, we can help you sell more homes. A business owner? We'll help show it off to the community at large. And if you're a homeowner, we'll supply accurate floor plans for every room in your home. Because selling property is all in the details. Real Tours Media. Creators of 3D virtual tours, walkthrough video, HDR photography, logos and brands. Check out the one-stop shop for successful real estate agents. Realtoursmedia.ca With a little training, anyone can learn the security business while on duty at your home or company. It's unfortunate, but a lot of security companies are just not experienced enough to handle the complex dynamics of tactical security. And that little bit of training and experience can end up costing you a lot more than you bargained for. Peace of mind, trust, and honor is the foundation on which the Regal Security reputation is built. They're driven, they're respected, and they're unrivaled. They're everyday superheroes. Visit them online at regalsecurity.ca and find out how much they know, not how much they can learn. To become a champion in business, it takes coaching, training, and bench strength. And every team needs a skilled player like KPMG Enterprise for private companies. KPMG Enterprise helps entrepreneurs and family businesses grow, strengthen, and transition by offering a full suite of services, including audit, accounting, tax, and advisory. Your business doesn't stand still. It evolves. Team up with a winner. Visit kpmg.ca slash enterprise. Let's do this. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. 
This is Daryl Sittler for Alta Infinity and Vaughn. I've worked with some pretty great teams over the years, and the staff at Alta ranks among the very best. Expert sales, superior service, and the largest selection of Infinity cars and SUVs in Canada, and the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's no wonder that Alta has been an all-star performer for well over a decade. Visit AltaInfinityWoodbridge.com, or better yet, drop by the number 7 Auto Mall at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Experience the difference that makes Alta Infinity the captain's choice. There are two ways to argue sports with these guys, and none of them work. The boys are back, the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. I'm Mike Wilson, the Ultimate Leafs fan, filling the chair this morning for Wally, who's at home uh, on the phone with Naz, of course, across from me in the studio. Next up with us this morning is uh, somebody who I've been following for a number of years, and most people in Toronto know this guy very well if you read the Toronto Sun. Popular guy. Very popular guy, but he's one of these guys. You know, Stevie, I like Stevie Simmons, who we're talking about. I like to refer to him as almost the Howard Howard Stern of uh, sports journalism because, (laughs) you know, people may disagree all the time, but what's the column they read first every morning to see to get them riled up? Stevie's columns. And good morning, Mr. Simmons. Good morning. How are you doing today? I am awake and alive and at home and healthy and what could be better? Well, actually, you're on the you're the first opening story this morning in the sports. Almost last time that happened with your uh, Simmons Says column. Um, a little light on sports if, these days. I, okay. I don't know if it's ever happened, and I always thought, frankly, I always thought it should. Uh, because if, if of all the people who come up to me and say it's the first thing I read every Sunday. I thought if it's the first thing you read, maybe it should be the first thing on the section, but I don't make those decisions, obviously. Somebody else does. But right now, there are no games. There's nothing to fill the front of the section with. So yesterday, I thought I wrote up, I mean, it's in today's paper, but I thought I wrote a rather meaty column considering there's zero going on. Um, and uh, and so they obviously made the same decision and put it up at the front of the section. So, so maybe maybe this will be a first, and maybe this will stay. <laughs> well, you, you never know. You know, we'll see how the response goes from uh, the the viewership. So let's start off with this, and this is something I know you've touched on in the past, and you've written about. Let's talk about. Uh, we'll start off with, and we'll play sort of make believe here this morning with the cap, and the cap situation as was, and there was all these rumors that you know if the season went on as it was supposed to before this happened, but this disruption is in front of us. And the increase in the cap, and now with the Canadian dollar the way it is, there's going to be no probably increase in the cap. So, Steve, my question to you is, with this situation now, let's let's hypothetically think if the season did continue and Toronto Maple Leafs didn't make the playoffs, what's next for them? Does one of the big four have to move in the offseason? Well, I think everything depends on is is there a playoff? Is there an end of the season? Uh, what happens to by the end of the season and what happens with the cap. I can tell you one thing from talking to, to Bill Daly of the NHL yesterday. Uh, there's a formula that the NHL uses to determine what the salary cap is. It's revenue brought in. You know, it's, it's a mathematical equation. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not going to use that formula this year if there's no more hockey. Because if there's no more hockey, that's, as I wrote this morning, that's upwards of $500 million that won't be coming in for the league. So that would have severely impacted the cap had it dropped significantly. The NHL and the NHLPA, it's worth the players. Players obviously want to see the cap high, so they're going to agree. They're going to basically toss the formula right now, and they're going to come up with a figure. And 
I suspect they're going to come up with something around or above where they are right now. And, and that's what will be for next year. And let, you know, let's assume that we're starting next year on time because I don't know, you know, whether we're talking about a, a, you know, a shutdown of a day or a week or a month or, or three months or six months, you know, I'm, I'm not a doctor or a scientist or a, a fortune teller. So I don't know. Uh, so I don't, I don't look at whether they're going to have to trade anybody or, or move anything yet. You know, I think there's so many things to play out before that happens that it's premature really to think that way. Steve, what are you hearing about playoff format? Well, I, I'm not really hearing anything other than, you know, one thing I know about Gary Bettman is, is he has a plan A and he has a plan B and he has a plan C. And knowing Gary, he probably has a D and an E and F. You know, if, if, if the season is going to resume on this date, this is the format. If it's going to resume on that date, this is the format. And I think they have a whole pile of probably different ideas that, you know, they're going to look at. But I'll be honest with you, and, and, I'm, and I'm not saying this as, a, as someone who's poo-pooing everything here, but I don't see how they're going to play, frankly. I mean, the whole city is, is closed down right now, basically. I don't see how they're going to play. I don't see this going away quickly. Like, you know, if, are they going to start a season in June? Are they going to start a playoff in June? I, I don't know. I mean, maybe they can. Maybe they have a, a, something that works. I think the NBA can because the NBA can play indoors, and it's easy, and it works for them a little better. But I'm not sure you can play hockey in the summer um, tr- trying to get ice in hot weather cities you know, of any quality at all when you have trouble making ice in the middle of winter in most places. The ECHL has canceled uh, all their games. They they shut down the season. So that gives you an indication of what kind of arenas are out there. Well, I mean, it, it's basically everybody shutting down everything. The Swedish Hockey League today, you know, shut down uh, the rest of their season. So we're, we're talking about is anybody still playing? Of consequence, uh, I don't think so. The AHL is finished. The ECHL is finished for now. The NHL isn't playing. Um, you know, around the world, you know, the German league's not playing. The Austrian league's not playing. I think I think the KHL is playing, but not every team is playing. Uh, Steve Wally, Steve Wally Rigabon here. I'm I'm uh, I'm at home in self isolation. Uh, so I can, yeah, I, I was I was the, I was the guy that sent you the. First of all, thank you so much for joining us. We've we've thought about getting you on the show for a long, long time. Uh, been reading you for a long time. Every Sunday morning, I trundle off, and uh, first thing I do is pick up uh, the Toronto Sun, and I read your column, and uh, we quote you from time to time. So once again, thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Um, going back to the to the cap, uh, is there any scenario, and I, I don't know the, the intricacies of how this might work, because there's no question, I, I would think, that revenues uh, are going to go down um, as a result of what's going on, it, it seems that that economic logic di- dictates that. Is there any scenario here where player salaries get rolled back, uh, given a new cap, or the, the, the teams just have to figure out, you know, how, how to work everything in at a, at a number that they didn't anticipate? There is zero chance that 
a player union or a player's association will allow any dollar to be rolled back. That will not happen. That will never happen. If the cap is pushed back, and my understanding is it's not going to be, um, then the NHL teams will have to adjust accordingly. There are, you know, you're going to have to move players around. You're going to have to let players go. I mean, you saw what Kyle Dubas had to do last year with Patrick Marlowe and, and other things. I mean, you know, you have to do those kind of things sometimes to make, make your economics work if you haven't handled your cap properly. And so, you know, the first, first thing when I put the top on the column for this morning, my first thought was they're in trouble because they're down 500 million in revenue. The cap's just going to, you know, go way down. And then I talked to Bill Daly, and Bill Daly said, forget what the formula is. We're going to make our own formula. We're going to do what's right for the league. But that's what the escrow's and, for, though. And, and What's that? The escrow. Yeah, but that's going to be more than that. They can't have it all on the players. Like, escrow is, player, is, is players No, only. I meant we were talking about cutting back players' salaries. That's what the escrow's yeah. for. That, 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 yeah, no way you can, you can increase escrow. But you can't. But I think you you have to be fair in all of this. Um, and and one thing that's interesting to me is is players are being paid right now for the final fifteen percent of the season, which yeah, I'm told they didn't necessarily have to pay them. Um, but the, out of goodwill, I think that they've decided to do that. Um, and you know, to, to me, I I really think you know because we're in Toronto and because the salary cap is so significant and because everyone's caught up on the four players making $40 million and what are you going to do and how do you go forward? You know, had the cap gone from 81 to 70, then the Leafs would have been sunk in some way. They would have had to, to react accordingly. But if it stays exactly where it is or, or goes up a little bit, then, you know, it's the la- It's not the big story, you know. To me, the big story right now is when are you playing, how yeah. are you playing, where are you playing, are you going to have fans in the building when you play. Like I think those are you know, and and that is still. I think we're talking, you know, possibly months away. I mean, the NBA basically told its owners, you know, this is thirty days to start. It's not a thirty day stoppage. It's thirty days to start. Well, yesterday I was told baseball's not even thinking about playing before May. Yeah, they, now what is, they can afford what, to do March, that, though, baseball. It's March 15. That's two, six, that's six weeks away. Um, you know, we're talking, nobody's looking at this as a one, two, three day thing. No. I think we're, we're looking into June and into July and maybe into, into the summer later. I don't, again, I don't know, but everything I read and everything I hear and, and I, I happen to be married to a, uh, a healthcare worker, so I get some of her uh, information relayed to me. Uh, but you know, all you're going to do is watch the news and read the numbers and understand that we've never been in it. You know, sports really doesn't matter right now. You know, it's 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 kind of un- which is why it's not being played. But it's kind of unimportant to what's happening in the world. You know, I'm I'm almost more interested in is when is. You know, when is the Apple store going to be real? <laughs> well, no, but and I don't mean it from that point of view. I mean, from any store, Steve, any Steve, business. Yeah, Steve, you raised a, a really interesting discussion, which you, you mentioned in your column this morning. Uh, 
Um, you know, we, we tend to focus, we tend to focus on professional sports leagues being shut down around the world. Uh, this got an impact on, on sports in general. And this is, this is the time of year. And, you know, I remember, and I, a few times I bumped into you uh, at, a you know, at the old, at the old, at the Garnet Williams, uh, coach in minor hockey in the city of Vaughan Hockey Association. Um, you know, this got a traumatic, this, this, this whole, uh, coronavirus and pandemic has got a traumatic impact on amateur sports and kids who are playing hockey and who have played all year long in their, the, 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 uh, Greater Toronto Hockey League playoffs are at this time of year. The House League playoffs are at this time of year. The, these are incredible memories that, uh, that are created in, 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 in young hockey players. And we're, we're, we're going to be missing all of that as well. Yeah, and I have I have such an affinity for minor hockey. I, I mean, I really get upset when I hear people bashing it and all the things that are wrong with it. I, I spent uh, twenty six seasons, I think it was, uh, coaching and or being around it. Both of my boys played from a very young age to their last possible year. Um, they're now in their thirties. They talk about their minor hockey yeah. experience like like they played in the NHL. Like they were, remember that tournament. Remember this trip to Pittsburgh. Remember this thing. Remember the swimming pool we were at in Oshawa. Like you know, it, it's it's fantastic to have the you know, to, to have that. Not just that. My oldest is is going to be thirty three, and and almost all of his friends. I would say a good portion of his friends are the guys he played with. Well, listen, hockey, I... baseball. Um, those, and he's still playing. Like weekly, you know, pick up hockey, and he's still playing, you know, men's league baseball in the summer. And who's he playing with? I go to the game. I know every kid because I coach them all. Well, the thing about it is, is it, here I am. I'm 65 years old. I play beer league hockey. That's my devastation. All of my games, my leagues are all canceled as of now. But I play with guys in Europe and senior and all this kind of stuff. And you run into these guys. They're friendships for life. And that's the thing about it. it's a bonding that can never be broken. And it's a Canadian culture that just identifies us as Canadians. And I think it's so important to have. And, but well, I, 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 I got it. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was this just going to say that sports, though, the thing about it, we have to be realistic here, guys. This virus wasn't taken totally serious to the NBA cancel their season. And when they did put the season on hold, that woke everybody up, and that was the real shocker. And then it went to the NHL, and then it just escalated from there, obviously, because everybody has to buy in. If everybody doesn't buy in all the leagues and everybody, then it doesn't work. So what's happening right now is the right thing to do, and it's what has to be done. But sports played a very prominent role in what's happening right now. Well, it played a role in convincing people that's how serious. That's what I meant. And, and I think the NBA and, and college basketball the U.S. went through an interesting metamorphosis metamorphosis in the last uh, several days. The NBA had a plan. They were going to continue playing the games in empty stadiums. No, no spectators. So they were going to continue the games, and that was the plan. And the NCAA was going to play March Madness, the great basketball tournament that we all love, um, and they were going to play that in arenas without fans. And that was going to be the way they were going to go about doing this. And 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 then what happened? Rudy Gobert tests positive. Instead of going into empty buildings, the NBA says that's it. You know, we're we're done. And now three different NBA players have since you know, or two more since Gobert have tested, 
positive. Um, and, and everyone else followed suit. And I don't play the game of who was first and who, who, you know, who followed who, you know, it all happened within basically one day. Mm-hmm. So NBA closes up shop on a, on a night, the next day the NHL does. And, you know, and, and so, you know, and then everybody sort of follows suit. And, uh, and even you know, the one that surprised me was that golf tournament in Florida. Um, they played the first day with fans and they were going to play the second, third and fourth days um, with no fans. The first day uh, was packed there too. It was packed. What, what's that? It was packed. No, but I'm saying after the first yeah, day, yeah, they, were, they weren't going to allow any people in. And I thought to myself, the one sport you can probably play without people there rather safely is golf. They probably and consulted with their lawyers, Steve. <laughs> I, I bet you the sponsors did. I bet and you the sponsors, sponsors more than anything that they pulled out. And uh, and, and so, yeah, you know what? If It's one thing for an arena to be empty. It's one thing for there to be no games on TV. You know, we all have friends in business. We all have people we know in, in sales or different, you know, employment. Everybody right now is shut down. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know... It's it's a ghost town right now in many ways. Steve, and we have Dick Pound on as the next guest. What do you think of the Olympics? They're going to be. Canceled? I can't imagine. I can't imagine it can happen. I can't imagine that we're going to be ready for it. Um, it's funny. This is the this is the first Olympics since 1992 that I'm not going to. Hmm. Uh, wasn't planning to go to, but it was a personal choice. Uh, I've been to 17 Olympics, uh, and it was like I've been. To, I think it's enough. So I, I told them like three years ago, don't credential me, and they didn't. Um, now we're getting to the point where there may not be one. And I, you know what? Again, safety. How could you if you can't police this on a, a local basis during you know normal times? then you're going to be bringing people in from all over the world in all kinds of situations, bringing who knows what in terms of germs and, and whatever else with them. I, I don't know how you pull off something as large as the Olympics under this kind of circumstance. Yeah, well, that's the that's obviously the question, and we're going to see what Mr. Pound has to say about that. But as is always the case, uh, time is our enemy. And Steve, <laughs> we've uh, enjoyed speaking with you this morning and your insights. And continue to read your column, and I hope you stay near the front of the page when I open it tomorrow. Or actually, you won't be there. Maybe you have have you got a column coming out tomorrow for the? Uh... Um, not not tomorrow, I don't think. But uh, unless I come up with something this afternoon to write, <laughs> you can write about us. How about that? I think right now the way the newspaper works is. You got anything? We'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> so right anyway, well, so I'll leave it at that. And listen, Steve, thanks for joining us this morning. Uh, great right. talking, talk and we'll talk you. to you soon. Okay, and we'll be back to you in a couple of minutes. Stay with us. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville declared, We'll never be the fastest. We'll never be the cheapest. We'll never be the snazziest dressed. What? Yeah, my point is, we want to be the best! At Pizzaville, we want to make the best pizza. Stone-baked, the traditional Italian way. Pizzaville stone-baked pizza. Fiercely Canadian. Authentically Italian.
This is Daryl Sittler for Alta Infinity and Vaughn. I've worked with some pretty great teams over the years, and the staff at Alta ranks among the very best. Expert sales, superior service, and the largest selection of Infinity cars and SUVs in Canada, and the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's no wonder that Alta has been an all-star performer for well over a decade. Visit AltaInfinityWoodbridge.com, or better yet, drop by the number 7 Auto Mall at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Experience the difference that makes Alta Infinity the captain's choice. To become a champion in business, it takes coaching, training, and bench strength. And every team needs a skilled player like KPMG Enterprise for private companies. KPMG Enterprise helps entrepreneurs and family businesses grow, strengthen, and transition by offering a full suite of services, including audit, accounting, tax, and advisory. Your business doesn't stand still. It evolves. Team up with a winner. Visit kpmg.ca slash enterprise. Let's do this. The security business is easy, right? Anyone can learn it. Perhaps they can learn it on duty with your valuables at stake. Perhaps they can learn it in a crisis situation that requires an immediate intelligent response when lives are at risk. After all, what harm can a few mistakes make? Plenty. When it comes to security for your business or office, an experienced partner like Regal Security makes sense. Security is what they do. Peace of mind is what they provide. Visit them online at regalsecurity.ca and find out how much they know, not how much they can learn. Are you real ready? If you're a real estate agent, we can help you sell more homes. A business owner? We'll help show it off to the community at large. And if you're a homeowner, we'll supply accurate floor plans for every room in your home. Because selling property is all in the details. Real Tours Media. Creators of 3D virtual tours, walkthrough video, HDR photography, logos and brands. Check out the one-stop shop for successful real estate agents. Realtoursmedia.ca There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. From face-offs to playoffs, field goals to own goals, you're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. I'm Mike Wilson, the Ultimate Least fan, sitting in the chair here this morning with Naz across me and Wally at home. Our next guest, I before I start the introduction, I just want to respectfully offer you um, an apology that I cannot go through your resume because we only have 20 minutes left. It would take that longer and longer to go through it, okay? So I'm just going to introduce our next guest who is very well known in the world of sports as an IOC senior member, Mr. Dick Pound. Good morning, Dick. Good morning. How are you doing today? I'm enjoying sunny Florida, and so I'm doing very well, thanks. Well, that's even, that's even better. It's, uh, Congratulations. That's, that's awesome. And, you know, it's actually sunny here today, but cold. So the one question I think we'll start right off with you and get you going right off the bat, and I'm sure you haven't heard this one in the last little while. What is there, I mean, never mind the fact, could there be an Olympics this year? I guess that's probably the question. Could there be an Olympics this year, and is there a drop-dead date that they've kind of picked that it wouldn't be possible after that? Well, there certainly comes a time when you have to make a decision. There, there's no question about that. And, and But the, the particular timing of uh, the decision is going to depend on, on the information that is 
becoming available as this uh, particular crisis goes on. So what the IOC is doing is saying, as far as we know, uh, we're still heading for games that start on July 24th, so keep training if you're an athlete. But uh, we're in constant contact with the uh, the World Health Organization and, and some of its uh, expert agencies and monitoring it, uh, trying to see what... Uh, what the risks are, what the, the mitigation st- strategies could be, and, and all of just assembling the information you need to make an informed decision. So, uh, Dick, w- Wally Rigabon here. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm in self-isolation at home. Uh, we corresponded by email yesterday. Uh, just wanted to get a sense. I mean, there's, you know, everything's been shut down in the world. There's two more Two more shoes to drop, which may or may not. The Euro in Italy, uh, sorry, in Europe, which is the soccer. I don't see how that goes ahead. Uh, the Olympics, obviously. Uh, and, you know, the Japanese uh, minister yesterday and the prime minister are vehement that, that it's going ahead. Uh, and I, I guess there's nothing else they can really say at this point. In terms of process, in terms of how the IOC internally makes this these decisions you're marshalling all this evidence from the who you're in constant contact um how do we go from today till the date and presumably when some final decision has to be made of some kind well i think we, i mean we certainly have uh, assembled a, you know a, a project team in in uh, lausanne and, and uh, it's working every day and, and maintaining contact with the the, uh, the public health authorities, and I, I would say looking at uh, whatever the data is in terms of the the behavior of the um, the virus, we, we know it spreads uh, quite easily, and, and uh, hence um, you know acknowledge that there's a pandemic here, but that doesn't answer all of the questions uh, that you need to have before you make a decision. So I would say that, that it's likely going to be a a decision that the IOC executive board will take uh, probably uh, sometime in uh, in June or perhaps early July. And I, I, I guess there's a different decisions that will be considered. One of them is a cancellation of the games uh, is is one option that's on the table. Uh, and the, of course, the other one is postponement of the games. And then that raises different issues. Is it a postponement till this fall? Is it a postponement till next year? Is it a postponement for two years? Uh, what are the logistical issues involved in both canceling and in postponing? Well, canceling certainly the worst case. That means that, that you know everyone's preparation and training and investment uh, just just sort of is is not rewarded in any way. Uh, postponement is um, is something that's manageable, although you'd have to sit down with the the Tokyo organizers, for example, and probably the Japanese government uh, as a whole, and say, listen, if this were to be postponed for X days, weeks, or months, uh, can we still get into all of the facilities that that are planned for the games? Because you know they're. Their, their life goes on after the game, so there will be arrangements in place for to to use those facilities uh, after the scheduled games. Uh, can we have access to the necessary hotels? Can can you deal with the the, the ticket issue? You know, having uh, tickets with a twenty 
July 2020 date on them that, that are not being used until October or the following year. And uh, and and are you, as the Japanese uh, authorities, willing to go ahead with um, postponed games? So it's there's a lot of moving parts in it, and 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 frankly, uh, we really haven't thought it useful to to uh, explore these because sometimes you you end up with uh, self fulfilling prophecies that are not the right decisions. So, so I think you know, um, Dick. Just on that note, there. I mean, I mean that's. The logistics of this. I mean, you just, I mean, it's mind boggling if you think of it, just not only from the, the athletes, but to the spectators. I mean, it would be something that's unprecedented, obviously, in, in our lifetime and probably in the history of the Olympic Games. But again, there's, there's, there'd have to be at some point where a drop dead date where they just have to say, enough, we just can't go any further. And I think that obviously none of us know what's going to happen going from here. So, what happens with all the qualifying events like a lot of those have been canceled as well for a lot of our canadian athletes who we care about the most what like what would what is what would canada put in place to put a drop dead date for our guys just to qualify well i mean that's that's another one of the uh, the variables because we've got 206 countries involved in in the olympics and you know 30 or so uh, international sports federations and I think on a postponement, the sports schedule could be juggled a bit. It would be awkward, perhaps, but uh, you know you could find a way to do it. Uh, the difficulty, if you postpone, say, till the fall, um, is that uh, also certainly if you're looking at the European and, and uh, North American television schedules, they're already packed with professional and college sports and all sorts of things and it would be hard to get the same saturation olympic coverage that you would normally have uh, in, in a in, in the scheduled period that, that we now have but I, it, it can probably be done and, and the trials and, and qualifications you, you move them a bit or you can postpone them or there there are different ways of uh, of uh, selecting a team so that the sports side of it can probably be managed. Well, and again, I guess because this is such an unprecedented situation and scenario that we have worldwide, people will be a little more accommodating and schedules could be adjusted, I would say, and people would try to accommodate the best they could. But just switching gears a little bit, because, you know, a lot of that's all speculation. Let's take a little further speculation to the next degree. And, of course, we're a bit more of a hockey show here than anything, so we like to come along and say, oh, no, we'll say it's a sports hour, but hockey is dominant. Let's talk about that. Is that that's what reality is for us. <laughs> Let's look at the Olympics in Beijing. What is your thought on the, the NHL playing in those games? Well, I hope they will. Um, I, I think it is good overall for hockey, which means that it's good uh, for the NHL. I think that... Uh, China is a market uh, for uh, ice hockey that that has not been fully exploited, and uh, I would have thought that you know every four years to, to have a a, a two week bulge in your schedule uh, is is probably not a, a huge price to to pay. And I what I hope is that the the NHL and the IOC and the International Ice Hockey Federation are pursuing. Uh, the possibility diligently and in good faith. Uh, Dick, what what are the stumbling blocks? Um, we, last time we actually had you on the show, we we, we chatted about it a little bit. Uh, uh, what what needs to be resolved between the NHL and the IOC, and have they made any progress 
in any of their issues in the last uh, last little while. Well, not not that's uh, hugely apparent. I mean, obviously, there's, there are discussions going on. Uh, Gary Bettman is uh, is uh, doesn't sound keen about it, and I think Bill Daly's uh, of an equal mind. Uh, where the owners are, I'm not sure. Uh, I think the technique with the owners has been to, uh, thus far, has been to kind of divide and conquer. Uh, you know, dealing with them one by one rather than letting the owners come together and say, "Listen, this is this is good for. We think it's good for hockey, and, and uh, frankly, we're the owners. Uh, we're very much aware that the players would like to have these." every four-year chances to represent their countries rather than uh, a professional team. And, and so there, there are a lot of good vibes in, in that uh, part of it. And uh, it's the business case uh, for the league, I think, that needs to be uh, resolved. Well, the one thing they can do is if they just go back a couple years and show them the numbers from the Pittsburgh-Washington Game 6, six playoffs game that drew 36 million viewers in uh, um, China when the game is shown back there, and that's without any Chinese players playing. Mm-hmm. And TSN, if they got 5 to $7 million, they'd be ecstatic. So take a look at that number and just put a dollar sign in front of it, and that, that should be motivation enough to keep this thing going. So. Well, you, you would think. And, and uh, I mean, I, it, the same was true when, they, when uh, the NBA players were, were allowed to play in the uh, Olympics. I mean, they just thought it was fantastic, and it was one of these things where uh, everybody thought that it, for the next... 30 years, it would be, uh, you know, the, the, the real competition was going to be who's going to go against the U.S. in the final. And uh, as we saw, it, it didn't take long for uh, um, that to change and uh, for the game to grow. So I, I, I hope that uh, reason will prevail and, and that uh, we will have the NHL in uh, Beijing. Well, I can tell you, I went to the 2002 uh, Olympics and Deb and I can tell you to this day, it's one of the greatest events we've ever attended in our lives. And oh yeah, no, it's been it's been it's been huge. Whenever uh, the, the players have uh, been there, nothing that matches it. I mean, and I've been to basically every major sporting event in the world, and that is number one by far that I've been to. And outside of the Maple Leafs winning the Stanley Cup, hopefully before I go, but. <laughs> Well, Dick, well, I got to think that. Well, we can talk about it this year because there's no games right now. So we can we can plan the parade. So I think that, uh, Dick, listen, again, time is our enemy is always the case with uh, interesting guests. Uh, you're always uh, welcome on the show. Love having you. Love talking to you about the Olympics and hope we can bring you back and we get a little further update on where things are going to be. And just we want to thank we want to thank you again for joining us and enjoy the Florida weather. <laughs> yes, please do that. All right. OK, thanks, Dick. Bye. Well, boys, I guess uh, we're coming. We've got a couple minutes left here, and again, there's uh, without any sports. We've been we've been we've been hitting it pretty good here. We haven't knocked it out of the park maybe just yet, but we've got about uh, you know we're back. We're going three for four here, guys. I mean, I think it's working. I good. think the Olympics should be two years away. Uh, I, I yeah, you know they, I, I, I I you know the reality is uh, I don't see you know I know you know Dick says uh, Dick Dick pounds there there's anybody more respected than him and. You know he's uh, he, he's he's done more for the Olympics in this country than than any than any person of his generation. Uh, he, he obviously is positive, is trying to maintain a positive line. But I go back to what Steve Simmons says, and you know 
how you make this happen between now and July, you know, you've got athletes, officials, volunteers, fans, media. There's hundreds of thousands of them coming in from all over the world. Uh, And I heard one comment, you know, one uh, saying that things are sort of under control in Japan now. Yeah, but you've got hundreds of thousands of people that are coming in from every hot spot in the world. And, th- and this virus is moving around the world, and you've got Olympic athletes. I mean, they, you know, you, when you're putting up Olympic athletes in Olympic villages, they're, they're, not, they're not in five-star resorts. I mean, they're in close quarters. You've got two, two to four to a room, and you're bringing them in from all over the world. Uh, do we really think that's going to resolve itself between you, now and the middle of May or the end of May when they have to make a final decision? Wally, could you imagine? Uh, I, 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 you know what? Uh, I, I mean, I, you know, everybody wants to see the Olympics happen, but I think a realist right now would say, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't see it happening. Uh, I don't know how you how you dampen this virus all around the world. I mean, it's starting to explode down in the United States right now. Uh, they haven't hit their peak yet. Europe's a disaster. I'm in, I'm in constant contact with my cousins in Italy that the whole country's in a lockdown. People are not going out. Uh, France is there. Spain is there. I mean, it hasn't hit South America or Africa really hard yet. Uh, I don't know. you got to think at some point in time it's going to hit those two continents i I mean i don't know guys we're not uh you know we don't work for the who and we don't work for the ioc but uh i'm i'm not seeing it many ghost towns in italy right now wally oh i know we have relatives back home there nobody on the streets at all no that's it's the, the the country is shut down and uh i i don't think they've canceled the the euro yet this this uh, this spring, but I I can't foresee any. I mean, how how they're going to go ahead with a soccer match that's being played out in twelve Europe soccer tournament that's being played out in twelve European countries when you've got I I don't know how many players in in some of the top leagues have already been uh, diagnosed with uh, with uh, coronavirus or COVID nineteen or whatever you want to call it. Um, I think that that that's probably days from canceling that that tournament, and then I got to think. You know the you know apparently they lighted the Olympic torch yesterday in Greece, but uh, no, well, they no they canceled games. they canceled the run of it to the next venue. Yeah. But the problem you're going to have though with the Olympics is just again just follow the the, the, the bouncing dollar side because yeah. if this thing doesn't get played out in July or even early August, you move into September and you got that big bear coming at you, which is the that, NFL. That's why they have, they have no choice but to move it. But you know what, Mike? It. You know what, Mike? Um, and, yeah. I, and I've heard this story. You don't want to move it till you don't want to move it to the fall because you got the big bear, the NFL, you got the big bear, whatever else goes on in the fall. Baseball this finals is, this coming out. the damn Olympics. It's I'll, the Olympics. But it move, is the world's most number one sporting spectacle. But this unprecedented times, move it right? here. Move it to no, next I mean, summer. If they, if they can get it going in the fall, you know, forget about the, 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 the NFL. It's the Olympics. Well, explain that to it, the sponsors. It, it's number one. Come on, guys. I know, but explain that to the sponsors. You know, oh, they're not going to bat. They're not, you know, the NFL, world, the NFL is I a juggernaut. Say this, Mike, Mike, I hate to say this. It's not a, not comments not directed and getting a little bit heated. The world doesn't revolve around the United States. 
Uh, the NFL There's does. There's a whole big world out there. I know <laughs> I the money. I have my Bills head on, Wally. Maybe the money resolves around. I mean, I know where the, I'm, I know NBC is the prime, uh, you know, that's where all the money comes from. But you know what? Uh, guys, come on. I, well, explain it's the that, Olympics. Explain that to Coke or somebody that's going to compete against. I just, you know? Anyway, it's a lively debate that we have, and we can keep it going. Yeah, I get it. Listen, I, I, Mike, before we go. You got. We, you seconds. know what? I got. I got a few seconds. You know, we, we always take the opportunity to honor our our our, our soldiers uh, yes. paying the price. We've got shock troops. We've got infantry that are out there fighting our battles every day. They're called our doctors. They're called our healthcare workers. They're called our nurses. They're called our first responders. Man, I'm so thankful for them today. Yeah. Absolutely. Everybody needs to support them and uh, pat them on the back if you're able to. They're doing a fantastic job. They're putting their lives on the line for us. And never mind also that, all, with all those people working at the grocery stores and all those, yeah. the people, the retailers all out there helping us and serving us, I mean, I, you got to tip your hat to them too. For, Absolutely. So it's wonderful. Uh, guys, look, look, lo and behold, the show's gone. Another hour <laughs> out of the way. Locked it up. I think we uh, hit three for four day today. Pretty good. Good so job, get us, boys. Get us paid here. Get us to the All-Star game. <laughs> I don't know about the payment. But. Oh, well, we'll see. Well, we, we'll go and see uh, the big guy up here. We'll have a little chat with him. So anyway, we're going to leave it at that. Good and luck uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening in. We'll talk to you next week, folks. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.